This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a great day for the Eagles, and it's a great day for the local broadcasting community and the NFL broadcasting community. Two, two people near and dear to this city are going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the announcements were made this morning. One is all-time Eagles great wide receiver Howard Carmichael, who played 13 years for the Eagles, and the late great Steve Sable, longtime president of NFL Films, is also going in. Uh, we have a Hall of Famer here to, to give us insight into both of these gentlemen, the great Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. What was your reaction to Harold Car- Carmichael finally going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Um, I was delighted. I, I couldn't be happier. I was, I was actually with Harold last night. Uh, there was an event in uh, Hatboro, uh, that, uh, or Hatboro Horsham, and, uh, and, and he was there along with Dick Vermeil. And uh, we spent a lot of time last night talking about this. Uh, you know, Dick had, uh, was a finalist for the class this year, too, and they were going to take two coaches, and they took Bill Cower and they took Jimmy Johnson. Which I thought was unfortunate. I would have taken. I would have taken. I would have voted for Dick ahead of both of those guys. But typically, of Dick, all he kept talking about was how much he wanted this for Harold today. And uh, you know, Harold was, you know, trying to downplay it. And uh, but I could tell. I mean, he said he hadn't slept in a week, and he wasn't. I knew he wasn't going to sleep last night. But uh, I'm sure he was just thrilled when the news came this morning because, I mean, it's it's totally justified. Uh, but it's so long overdue. But it does. That's fine. I mean. When you get it, you get it. And I know that the, that trip to Canton, Ohio, is going to be very sweet this summer. It will. It will. He still leads, Ray, he, as, I, as I know you know, he still leads the Eagles in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Zach Ertz will probably catch Harold Carmichael, but I don't think Zach Ertz or Deshaun Jackson are going to catch him in the other two categories, yards and touchdowns. So I, I think those are going to stick for a very, very long time. What made Harold Carmichael so great? Well, I think everybody's going to just talk about his height and the fact that he's he's still the tallest wide receiver ever to play in the NFL. I mean, he was uh, at six eight. He was the he was the tallest wide receiver when he joined the Eagles in 1971. And there's nobody that's come along since him that's been taller. But there's also no one that's come along since him that's been better. And that's that's the thing. Uh, I everybody when you look at the highlight reel of of Harold Carmichael, I mean, there's a lot of shots of him just reaching over top of defenders and and pulling down the football or catching balls in the red zone or alley-ooping it. But, you know, Harold, for the 589 catches, which is a ton of catches in his career, he averaged over 15 yards a catch. So he was a big play a big play receiver, much, much more than people realized. I mean, he would catch that ball in the open field, and he was tough, tough to bring down. And he was a good blocker. And, and incredibly, for a guy that was a big target and took a lot of big hits back in an era when you actually could hit receivers down the field, uh, he was incredibly durable. I mean, in terms of consecutive games, he played in 162 consecutive games. Uh, showed up every week, played hard, and when the team needed a big play, Ron Jaworski was looking at him all the time. So uh, I, I'm, I always felt bad that it took so long, and I never could quite understand why he didn't get more traction with the voters because his numbers, especially in the year in which he played, were so outstanding. 
but finally, you know, finally the recognition came, and I'm really thrilled for him and thrilled for his wife, B and his son, Harold Jr. I, I know what a very happy scene this must be at their house right now because it was a long time coming, but it is so well-deserved. It is, and you, and you hear very often that not only was he just a tremendous receiver, but that he's also a great person. He worked for the Eagles many years after his career was done. He worked for them for over a decade. Now he's an ambassador. What makes him so likable off the field? Um, he's an incredibly humble guy. I mean, he was he was a seventh round draft choice, um, and people kind of forget that too. Uh, I, if you look back on it, you can't. It's hard to it's hard to imagine why a guy with those unique skills could have lasted to the seventh round of the draft. Other than the fact he came out of real of a really small college. Uh, Southern and wasn't scouted that much, but uh, so he nothing came easily to him. I mean, he came in as a seventh round pick, was making no money, uh, had to fight his way onto the roster, uh, and and always just uh, nothing came easily to him. And I think in this town, uh, people relate to that. You know, we all talk about Philly being a blue collar place and uh, where people work for what they get. And and Harold is a representation of that. You know, he was no he was no big superstar, but he made himself into a superstar and. Uh, and he was always a guy that was out in the community. And in addition to this honor, uh, going on the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, back in 1980, he was voted NFL Man of the Year for his activities, uh, for his charitable work. And, you know, there's some football players that, you know, their, their idea of charity is they, they just get their name put on a lot of letterheads, and they represent, you know, they, that, that's all that is. But Harold, I mean, he was a roll-up-the-sleeves, kind of get-involved sort of guy. And... I mean, he was always out around town. He was—I never saw him turn down a request for an autograph. I mean, last night he was signing autographs forever. And uh, he, I mean, he's just a good person. He's just a good person, and he represented this Philadelphia Eagles and the city of Philadelphia really beautifully for a very long time, and still is today. And. I'm sure he will come August when he gets his induction into the Hall of Fame. And I'm sure it's going to be a great reception for him and a great crowd for him in Canton when he when he goes in and gives a speech, just as it was for Brian Dawkins a couple of years ago. Ray, another person going in this morning is somebody who you worked with for many years over at NFL Films, the late, great Steve Sable, who helped found NFL Films with his late father, Ed. Uh, he's a, a pioneer in this in this industry ray of broadcasting and, and of production uh how, how happy are you that that he's going into canton couldn't be happier i could not be happier i again a lot like harold i mean this should have happened for him long ago i mean he and he and his dad should have both been inducted into the hall of fame together i mean put the two of them in together 20 years ago uh when you consider the category that exists there is called uh contributors and i can't think of two guys other than coaches and players that contributed more to the growth and popularity of the National Football League than the Sables, Ed and Steve. I mean, they're in, they're, this creation of NFL films, which they truly created between the two of them, I think did more to promote the popularity and the image of professional football than anything else. I mean, when NFL films came along, it was 1962, and the National Football League professional football was, was not the biggest sport in America. It was baseball by a long shot. and But by the end of that decade, the National Football League and pro football had surpassed, far surpassed baseball in terms of popularity. And I'll tell you, I think one of the biggest reasons was the creation of NFL films, because it allowed people to see the game and experience the game and understand the game in a way that they had never done before. And it's just continued to grow. And it was, it was just a, a great honor for me to go over there and be a part of that for 13 years. Uh, and every time you walked in that door, the first thing you saw were the hundred Emmys that were lined, and I mean that literally, the hundred Emmys that were lined up on the wall, 
but what you what what you felt what what you felt when you walked in the door uh was the was the love and appreciation for the game of football and that started with the sables and big ed got in a few years ago and steve who was who was very ill at the time um was there to be the presenter for his father and that meant the world to him we t- I said to steve you know you deserve this no 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 my father deserves this well the fact is they both deserved it and now they're both going to be in canton together i'm I'm just sorry that Steve's not going to be there to accept it himself because I know it would have been one whale of a speech. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. But it, it is great that, that he's in, as you said. It's great that Harold Carmichael's in. They are now with the great Ray Dittinger in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ray, thanks for coming on on short, short notice, and, and we'll talk to you before the Super Bowl. I look forward to it, David. Take care. Thanks, you too, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.